Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Cash call everybody. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, back for another week of our live podcast. And uh, you know what's crazy, Brian? Today, I don't have a call to listen to, but I want to talk about circle prospecting. And uh, I know that may not be a popular topic or even a popular method, but I want to talk about it because we, as you, you, those of you who are listening to the podcast can't see, but I have a background up called the prospecting room, right? And it's something that we've launched in my company where clients can jump into our virtual sales floor Monday through Friday and be supported by us, uh, you know, conduct their lead generation. Uh, Brian's going to have his team in there with us also uh, using totally. the prospecting room and role playing with each other and, you know, just being supported in an environment where we need to be lead generating, right? right now. So I don't I don't know if you've watched the news or seen how things are going in the market, Brian, but I think the old school methodology of making contacts every day to generate sales uh, conversations is going to come back in style. What do you think? The, this is the the bad joke. It almost probably qualifies as a dad joke. But if this is the only script you know is, yes, I can meet you at the house at three o'clock today, I will teach you the one that you're going to need to know in about six months. And that's, would you like fries with that? So <laughs> exactly. why am I saying that? Because to Dale's point for the last, uh, you know, depending on your market, but let me just call it for the last two years. Basically, the number one skill set that you were required to have to be successful was availability. You know, the best ability was availability. I can be there at three o'clock. I'll be there at seven o'clock. I'll be there in 15 minutes. And, you know, that was great. That's what people needed. They needed speed to house. That's that's a term I just made up. But that's no longer true. Why? Because the days of interest rates at two and a half, three percent are done. Will they ever come back? I don't know. Um, I doubt it, but I don't know. I don't want to say for sure because I've been wrong about a lot of things. So I'm going to hedge my bets there. But ultimately, we are going back to an environment, I lost Dale, um, where ultimately you're going to be able to need to do a couple of things. You're going to be able to handle objections and nurture. And if you can do those two things, you can be successful in this market we've shifted to. If you can't, you better watch Dale and I so that we can help you. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that is funny. Brad Huffing said the best ability was availability. I was actually going to turn that around and say availability is not an ability, right? Like that's not something that's going to carry you through these days. And so the reason I'm talking about prospecting room is because we had a newer, this was a new ISA on one of our clients teams pops into the prospecting room and she's like, Hey, I'm doing, I don't even know what she called it. I don't even think she called it circle prospecting or just listed, just sold, which is what's as it's known in the industry. Basically, she's like, I have all these leads and I'm calling them to ask them if they want to sell their house. And I'm like, first of all, those are not leads. You're just calling neighborhoods, right? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, great. That's called circle prospecting or just listed, just solds. And really what that is, is a whole bunch of strangers who have no idea that you're going to call them and, and usually have no intention of selling in the immediate future. And I said, imagine that's sort of like you standing outside the grocery store, handing out your business card at, to everyone who leaves the grocery store. Uh, 
but it is a valid lead generation method, right? It's something that is, it's a tried and true uh, thing to do and does generate business over time. Yeah. Uh, and so I said, you know, that's what they had her doing. And I said, okay. She said, will you role play with me or practice this script? And I said, sure. So I popped into one of our breakout role play rooms and then she proceeded. She also told me before we started to role play, she said, you know, this is really hard. People are like yelling at me. They're angry at me. They're like cursing at me. I was like, okay, well, let's see how this script sounds. And so she pops into the role play room and proceeds to deliver the script that she's been given. And it's so like old school sales garbage script that of course nobody wants that, right? It's a call out of the blue on their home phone, usually sometimes a cell phone. And it was one of those, hi, Mr. Curtis, I'm so-and-so with whatever realty and we are a number one brokerage in the area and I wanted to reach out to you to ask you a few questions, you know, that kind of crap, right? That is just so unpopular. And I'm like, well, no wonder you're getting blown off the phone and, you know, no wonder nobody wants to talk to you. So we just corrected the script for her. And uh, you know, then we went on to work on mindset. And so basically, Brian, I said, look, you got to just punch your way in. You need to be excited. You need to be quick. Get to the damn point. Because all they want to know is who are you and what the hell do you want? And should I be on this phone call with you? Would you agree yes. with that, Brian? 100%. Because again, no one is sitting around waiting for you to call them. I mean, this isn't even someone who filled out a form. At least we can make the excuse that somebody filled out a form that they should expect us to call. I'm just sitting at home on Tuesday afternoon and somebody's calling me I'm like, who the heck are you? So yeah. yes, you need to get to the point as quickly as possible yep. so that maybe you can relieve some some pressure around that. So yeah. um, Del, if you don't mind, um, you know, what is your, well, I'll call it an intro script. What is your intro sure. script for, for Circle Prospecting? I think it's important yep. for people to know. Yep. So this is what we did with her. Uh, ring, ring, Brian. Yes, Brian. Hi, Brian. This is Dale Archdeacon with Amazing Realty. Listen, just a minute of your time. We've sold a bunch of homes in your neighborhood. We have several buyers who haven't been able to find something to purchase. Wanted to see if you've thought about selling in the near future or if you know anyone else who has. Perfect. And I'll be honest, um, I use that same script, although I, I remove the are you going to sell? Um, yeah. I'm just wondering if you knew anybody in your neighborhood who was interested in selling. Yep. So either one of those works well. Dale's is not wrong. I'm just saying I like to... I like to relieve as much pressure as possible. So, yeah. you know, that's, and again, that's a, such a minor tweak. I, I wouldn't tell anybody to stop doing it. I'm just saying it's, that's slightly different script. Yeah. And then what we also do is uh, what we gave her is I said, Hey, look, you know, cause she didn't quite, they didn't really educate her when they said, Hey, you're going to be calling all these quote leads, which they're not leads. You're going to be calling these leads, find people want to sell their house. Right. First of all, she was under the impression that she needed to convince these people to sell their houses. And two, she was under the impression that um, that these people were going to be willing to have a conversation with her or that the only thing she was looking for was a home sale, right? And I said, look, most of these people are not going to be looking to sell their house. That is not, that's not really what you're doing here. You're just going to hear a whole lot of no. Um, and it's not your job to force them or convince them to sell their home. No real estate salesperson has ever convinced anybody to buy or sell real estate that wasn't already in their best interest or they didn't already have a plan for, right? Um, Absolutely. It, that's not, you're just kind of looking for that person to pop up and the person who just happened to be thinking about it and you catch them at the right time. 
Well, and Dale, you know this about me, and I think you come from the same school. I need to know what the objective of every phone call I make. So if I'm calling back a Zillow lead who said, hey, I'm interested in 123 Main Street, my objective with that person is to set an appointment to go and show them the house, right? That is not my objective when I'm when I'm circle prospecting. My objective, me personally, is is to is to create a nurture. Yeah, and exactly. Now, and every once in a while, stumble over. Oh, you know, it's so great that you called. I was praying that someone about whether I should sell my house. And, right. I mean, I say that, but it's funny. Every once in a while, you hear that. You know, I was praying that someone would would do this, and you're like, "Well, I'm I'm your answer to your prayers." You know what I always so, thought was so funny, Brian, when I'd be prospecting like expireds or something, especially like old expireds. Um, and every probably 100th conversation would be, how did you know I was thinking about putting my house back on the market? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a genius. No, it's luck of the draw, dude. Like the other 99 people I talked to, was they were arguing with me that it can't sell, right? Um, but to that one person, it's just like weird coincidence that you happen to catch them at the right time. Yep. And let me, and I don't know if you do this or not, but I'm going to throw kind of an addition in here when you're circle prospecting. If I'm circle prospecting and I get in a good conversation with somebody, what I mean by that is they're comfortable. We're going back and forth. It's a, it's a fun conversation. It's, you know, we're in rapport and maybe we're on the phone for five or six minutes at the end of it in this market. And I wouldn't necessarily do this in different markets, but I would say, Hey, Dale, out of curiosity, and I know you said you're not interested in selling your house, but do you have any, do you have understanding what's happened in the real estate market? You know, and here's what I mean. Did you know that in, in our market, and I, you need to know your market stats, in our market in 2020, the house has increased 18% in value. In 2021, houses increased 17% in value. And why am I telling you that? Well, because a lot of people don't realize that. So, you know, if you got a $300,000 house, it is worth over $400,000 now, just in the last two years. And if you want, I'd be happy to set you up. I could use set them up on HomeBot. I could set them a CMA. I could do any of these things that might be valuable for them. And again, I'm not going to do this on the front end because they didn't ask me, but if we're cruising along, having a good time, yeah. Throw that script in there, offer something of value at the end, because I think that a lot of people are like, holy smokes, and, and full disclosure. So I own a house in a market that I don't live in, and people were telling me what my house is worth. And I was like, believe it or not, I didn't know. I was like, holy <laughs> smokes, you know, like, yeah, I'm right. like, how could my house be worth that much money? Because even though I say this every day, I hadn't taken those numbers and basically done the math. Because, yeah. you know, why, I'm not sitting around going, how much is my house worth every day? And so if a real estate agent isn't doing it, I'm not saying me specifically, but a real estate agent isn't really paying attention to the value of their house. What's the average person doing? They're not paying yeah. attention to the value of their house unless they have a reason to buy or sell. Yeah. I want to give everybody the nurture script uh, that we typically give people also for for circle prospecting, um, which would be, uh, basically I ask you, Hey, Brian, you know, we've sold a bunch of homes, in your neighborhood. We still have several buyers who can't find something. Do you know anybody who's thought of selling in the near future? Or have you thought about it yourself? And you say no, which is the most no. common answer, right? God, really thanks, thanks for thinking about that, Brian. Listen, several of your neighbors have asked us to keep them up to date on what your homes are currently worth. I can email the same information to you. What's your best email address? That's the simple nurture script to tack on to the end to see if you can get somebody to give you their contact information. Now, if you have more of a conversation between those two things, which is, do you know somebody who's looking to sell? Can I have your contact information? If you can get any more conversation in between there, you'll have a 
higher likelihood of actually getting that conversation or I'm sorry, that contact info to make that nurture. But I'm just demonstrating those sort of in a vacuum, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I want to point something out about your script that a lot of people, and by the way, a lot of people modify scripts because they think it sounds better. And I'm going to go with this. Stop it. So one of the things that Dale said there, you notice he didn't say, can I have your email address so that I can send you a report? He, he say the script again at the end. Yeah, it is. Uh, Brian, several of your neighbors have asked me to keep them up to date on what your homes are worth and what they're selling for. I can email you the same information. What's your best email address? Right. He didn't say, can I have your email address? He said, what's your best email address? By the way, um, there's a book called Objections by Jeb Blunt, and he calls it Click Run. So that's a click run. In other words, if I don't think about it, I'll go brian at brian.com. Oh, crap. I just gave my email address away. But <laughs> now if I say, can I have your email address? That's a net, yeah, yes, no question. And I can say, no, I'm good. Thanks. But if I say, what's your best email address? I didn't ask you if I could have it. I didn't ask you if I could send you a report. I just said, what's your best email address? And what you're going to automatically do is go such and such and such and such. Now, that's not going to happen 100% of the time. But I bet you if you compare those two scripts, you're going to get probably double the number of emails using Dale's script versus can I have your email address? And I wanna point out another important part about that. Thanks, Brian. Another important part is you'll notice that I led with social proof. Several of your neighbors have asked me to, a piece of value, keep you up to date on what your homes are selling for, right? Then I say how I'm gonna give it to you, and then I ask for your email address. So it's the, yep. or and the order matters too, because if I start by saying, Brian, will you give me your email address so that no. I can value because social proof, it's not as good of an order to do it in because what you get stuck on is the thing you, the action you don't want to do that I asked for first. Yep. Absolutely. And again, we get so much spam email, spam text messages. The last thing I want to do generally is give somebody more information. Like, I don't know about you, but I've been getting these stupid random texts from people that just okay. say, hi. That's literally what it is. And then it's some person. I don't even know what it is, but I got three of them in a row yesterday. Finally, I text the person back and I said, this is the third one of these. Please stop contacting me. And I don't even know what they wanted, but somebody sent me a picture of some girl. and I'm like, whoa, I'm, I really don't need that. She was clothed for the record. But my point is, is that, you know, I was getting spam texted. And even though I potentially spam text, you know, with some of the stuff we do, it annoyed the crap out of me. I'm like, you're not even offering me anything here. Yeah. So it is annoying. You know, like I get these, we all get them now. We all get them. We get these mystery texts. Is this Dale? Who, who are you? Right. If here's the thing we do, Brian, you, I'm pretty sure you, we suggest using sort of the blind name or the question mark as a text, but it's never the intro text, right? Those are icebreaker texts when, or those are uh, unghosted texts. Those are the ghost uh, breaker texts, I'll call it, right? That's when I've been communicating with somebody or somebody knows who I am and we get ghosted. And then you use that as the breaker, right? And a lot of times I'll use something more like, are we still friends? Is it something I said, right? Are you on vacation? Uh, whoever found Brian's phone, please return it to him because he hasn't answered me in three weeks. You know, like funny things. But we're having fun, right? You're right. Exactly. Yeah. One one of the reasons I'm a big advocate of gift texts, because people laugh at them. Like if you can find a funny gif and then put a message in with it, people laugh at that and they're like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll converse with this guy. So 
but just randomly sending a, a text message that says hi by the way don't do that if, if you're doing it stop it because that doesn't work and it just frustrates the person on the other end um <laughs> yes hey eric i appreciate that eric said i've been sending the text and email that says they were abducted by aliens and uh shout out robbie t was on here i stole that from robbie t so um it's a great little text you know basically hey if you uh i've been trying to get a hold of you i have been able to get a hold of you this means one of three things that uh you're super busy you don't want to buy or sell or you've been abducted by aliens so nice. anyway it gets people laughing. It gets people moving forward. And ultimately, you know, laughter changes people's minds. It changes their spirit. It changes, you know, if you're having a crappy day and many of us have had those occasionally, you know, you get something funny, like, all right, you know what, maybe life doesn't suck. So I just really want to, you know, be conscious of what you're doing. Value your leads. And I think a lot of people are not valuing their leads because of technology. They're spam blasting them and blowing them up. Yeah. value your leads and try and send up something they might at least not unfriend you or you know block you for so yeah let me go back i want to go back to this story of the woman who was a new isa who was doing circle prospecting so sure. again they they didn't give her the right frame of mind or right perspective right she thought that she was supposed to call people and convince them to sell their houses uh they didn't tell her that she was basically just like flyering cars in the in the parking lot right that about as about as targeted as that right and so that meant she was going to get a whole lot of resistance and then they gave her a really crappy script to use which helped to piss people off when she spoke to them so all of that in culmination was was very difficult for her and she was really having a hard time on top of the fact that she's a nice person like most other people are right and she doesn't like getting yelled at or doesn't like having people angry with her. And like, she was like, one person told me to go F myself. And like one other person yelled at me about this. And one was really mad that we keep, we keep prospecting them or calling them. And so the other thing that I did for her is I said, listen, the only, you have to detach yourself from that. Right. And this is about mindset. And Brian, I know that we have to coach people a lot on mindset because I, I was like, listen, let me role play with you and you tell me to F off. You tell me to do X, Y, or Z. You yell at me, right? And so I role played with her and I don't care. I just keep going on with the questions. Who gives a shit, right? I keep, hey, got it. Yeah, no problem. Go F myself. Listen, I'm still on the clock, man. Can't happen for four hours, but are you thinking about selling your house? You know, like just keep going. And I said, ask after we did that. I demonstrated that for her because she was like, well, let me say this to you. Let me say that to you. We did it over and over again, and I just, I'm unwavering because I don't care, right? But here's the thing. It's easy not to care in a role play. And what I said to her is, listen, I've been in your seat. I've needed to make the rent payment or the mortgage payment or pay for utilities or, or gas in my car based on what people said to me as I was prospecting looking for business. And I know how hard that is. I know how stressful it is. And it's hard to just leave that at the door. But I said, that's what you have to do. You've literally got to leave those emotions and your attachment at the door and you have to be detached from the outcome of what this person says to you that will make you a much stronger salesperson. And I think that made a massive impact for her and made it so much easier for her to do this hard job. Well, and, and let me throw a different approach on th at, at the same thing. So someone telling you to F off is a no, right? I think that's a pretty safe way to pretty look much. at that. Eh, I mean, I've, cons I've converted some F offs. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Usually, but basically, it's basically saying no, right? right. So that's usually the, the end of the conversation. Yeah, usually F off click. You know, if you can keep them on the phone, good. Most people who tell you to F off follow that immediately with click. So, <laughs> you know, 
I can tell you that's what I did the other day. I actually tell him F off, but I did go, I'm good. I'm good. Click. Like, I don't want somebody to be able to continue to sell me or whatever they're trying to do. So, but I will say this, it takes X number of no's to get to a yes. So if you look at that and this is a mindset thing, all right, awesome. That's one more. And it might even take a little, you know, make a little piece of paper, you know, and how many times did I get told no or F off today? And you make it into a game and it's just a mindset. It's just reframing the same set of information. Okay. You, you can look at that as, boy, that's a miserable experience. Or you can look at that. That's one closer to me getting the yes and whatever yes is, you know, someone saying, you know what, I'm not interested right now, but you know, we have been thinking about selling and our kid graduates from high school next June. So we definitely, you know, we want to downsize or we want to move or whatever the case may be. That's that opportunity. That's what you're looking for when you're circle prospecting. Obviously you'd love to hear, no, we're thinking about selling, come on over, but that's not a reasonable expectation out of a hundred circle prospecting calls. So, you know, it's mindset and it's fun, right? And it's okay. And you can't take it personally. That's what, you know, Eric said, you can't take it personally. And it's not, I, I love this. Somebody said this one time to me, Brian, someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. I'm like, okay. And if I, if I can keep that in perspective, why is that important? That means because whatever somebody says to me, good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't change my life. And, you know, if you're dependent on someone saying something nice to you and you're in phone sales, uh, you might want to get a different job because it's not going to happen very often. Yes. Yeah, true. Very true. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I want to, even though we're talking about circle prospecting, the reason I brought it up is because it really is, an, it, 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 edu- it informs everything else that we do, all the things that need to be done now. You may not be doing circle prospecting, or you might, but really the moral of the story here is that you can drastically impact your results with the right mindset, the right approach, the right scripting and conversational dialogue, and the right expectation of outcome. regardless of what you're doing, whatever kind of leads you're working. Yeah. You know, and and one of the questions I would ask you is what does that mean? When somebody tells you to F off, what does that mean? Well, there's a million different things that that can mean. And by the way, this is another thing that I always say is if I'm going to tell a story, I'm going to tell a good one. What does that mean? It means if someone tells me to F off, I'm like, well, I guess they're having a bad day. And that's it. Okay. They're having a bad day. Not that I'm a jerk. Not that I'm bugging them. They're having a bad day. Great. I got to call someone else who's having a better day. And it's all about how you, where you come from on it. And by the way, that's what strong salespeople do. They come up with a mindset that works for them, that keeps them from getting their butt kicked because otherwise you're going to get your butt kicked. Like people are not going to always be nice to you and that's okay. Right. Even if you're not, even if you're not cold calling, right. even if you're not calling warm leads, like even if you're, you know, you got a referral who is arrogant and doesn't see the value in real estate agents or, you know, just wants the cheapest real estate agent service they can find regardless of who you are, how much you care, how much you're invested in their success, right? And takes you for granted. I mean, people like that are difficult to deal with as well. And, you know, I always used to say this when my wife who sells real estate would complain about any particular client and she hated it. Like, I don't recommend you say this to your spouses, but uh, I did. Uh, and it was, hey, if you don't like your clients, go get more clients, right? Find more clients. The more clients you have, the less you're going to care about the one or two who are jerks. If you only have one or two and they're jerks, it's going to make your life hell. 
It, it really is the solution. And, and, you know, obviously we're in the prospecting business. Dale's background says prospecting room, but, the, but it really is the truth. If you want control over your business, the one, there's one thing that you can do and that's prospect. And, and that'll give you control because guess what? If somebody's a jerk to you, if somebody won't, you know, somebody wants to write offers $50,000 below asking, if somebody's been running you around, my point is all you have to do plain and simple is get more clients. Now, I'm not saying that that is easy because not easy, but it is simple, right? Yep. Absolutely. All of us know how to do it. It's just a matter of what am I willing to do? What am I willing to put up with? Am I willing to be put up with this person? Or maybe I'll go spend two hours prospecting instead of showing them the 87th house that they're not going to buy. Make right, a choice. Exactly. Um, so Mark Boylan in the chat, chat, hey, Mark, Mark's one of our clients, asked, is there a separate link I can upload to so they can play one of mine today? Uh, we've got two options, Mark. We can either, we've got like four minutes left. Um, I could potentially promote you to a panelist and we can play it here, or I can uh, offline, I can send you the link for upload and we can play it in the next cash call. So why don't you chat in here, let me know which you would prefer to do. We may have run into technical difficulties making you a panelist and try not to Second idea sounds great. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So I don't want to crash any satellites trying to bring you up as a panelist. Uh, so we'll there's, there's kind of a question in the chat. Why don't we address that in the last couple of minutes, Dale? And I don't know how to pronounce your name, so I probably am going to butcher it. So I apologize. I'm with Katia, I guess. Um, so she says, I'm so good at getting the contact during the open house, but losing it when I call. Oh, so um, let's talk. About yeah, that. let's talk about that. I think it's something of value. And it looks Excellent. like I even pronounced your name right. So that's great. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I'll go with mine first, uh, if you don't mind, uh, Brian. Please. I feel super strong about this. So, Katia, yeah. here's what I would say. Um, let, chat in this answer, Katia. When you obtain their contact information at the open house, do you have a conversation with them at that time or do you have a conversation with them before they leave the home? Or do you just simply collect information and then try to call them blind later on? So why don't you chat in and answer that question for us? And we're just going to wait for Katia to chat in. Meanwhile, I'm going to answer this other question from Samantha. Can you share how to handle this objection? Holding off because interest rates are too high. Sure, Samantha. Uh, we would usually we would usually uh, ask questions into that, Samantha. So why don't we role play that, okay? Hey, Brian, it's Dale. Uh, you're in my database and we haven't talked for six months. I wanted to see if you've purchased anything yet or if you're still in the market to buy. No, Dale, I'm going to wait because interest rates have gotten too high. Oh, wow. Got it. Yeah, they certainly have gone up. When you say too high, how high is too high? The last I checked, uh, they were right around six. Um, I don't know the exact number, but they were around six. And I'm I, I'm not going to buy until probably they go back down to three or four. I don't know my bottom, but definitely not six. Okay, got it. What's important with uh, what's important about the interest rates being at three to four? I just, you know, it's where it's been. And I, I really believe that it's going to come back down. And I want to, you know, I don't want to pay two or $300 extra a month, just in interest, you know, just feel like I'm just throwing money away. Okay, got it. So you want to save money on interest. I totally understand that. I wouldn't want to have to pay any more money than than I need to either. Uh, now, I'm going to break role play, Samantha, I would go back into Brian's actual need or desire to move, right? Because I need him to I need him, I, we need to bring back up the reason that he wanted to purchase or get moved in the first place, see if that's still a valid uh, 
reason or a valid why, something he wants to achieve. And then we compare that with how much he's actually going to be paying more per month on that interest and how long he thinks he's going to have to wait until it gets there again, right? So that be, would be kind of the approach I would take. Anything that you would do different or add, Brian? Well, and so I've actually got a script that's way too long for this conversation. Um, that being said, I want to just kind of point out some highlights of it because I think it's important. So a couple of things. I need to dig a little bit deeper, and Dale would have done this if he was on a phone call with me. Does that mean that you're waiting for six months, a year, two months? You know, What are you going to do in the meantime? Those are some questions we're going to ask. So basically, I'm going to wait until the market decreases and interest rates decrease because the, the government will want more houses to sell. You know, I really appreciate that. I've got a great video, and you can Google it. Dave Ramsey did a great video that basically says, now is the time to buy if you're financially capable. And he goes over, it's a two-minute video. It's extremely powerful. So um, anybody, just you can Google it, and I'm sure it'll pop up. That being said, one of the things that people are doing, and here's a script that I that I would suggest everybody learns. It's a very, very short script. Real estate market is not decreasing. It is increasing slower. So I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to add this. The experts are saying the real estate market is not decreasing. It is increasing slower. What does that mean? It means that if I wait, that I'm still going to pay more money. And because here's here's the thing that's interesting about interest rates too. So um, we actually had somebody say this crazy thing. It's an actual conversation that happened with one of the agents on my team. I'm going to wait until 2025 when Donald Trump gets reelected and, re and reduces <laughs> the interest rates down to 3%. That's an actual conversation. So most oh, people nice. would argue with them with two things. I don't think he's going to get reelected, whether you do or not. And he's not going to drop prices to three. Watch this. You know, Dale, I completely understand that. You know, I have no idea if he's going to get reelected or not, but let's just assume for the sake of our conversation, you're correct. So three years from now is, is when, when that'll happen. My question is, what are you going to do in between now and then? Oh, I'm just going to rent. So according to the experts in the next three years, we're going to see appreciation of approximately 15%. And with that in mind, that house that you're buying today, you're going to pay 15% more for in 2025. Let me ask you this. Why don't you just buy it now? And then in 2025, when the interest rates drop to three, just refi. Because here's the reality. We're going to marry our home and date our interest rate. So that was really, really quick. But the concept is... It's great if interest rates go down, especially if you've owned the house for three or four years and you've got equity and now you can get a lower payment. So anyway... Um, I do. We kind of we kind of got off of Katia. She answered our question. So before yeah. we finish up, I want to make sure we do that. Go ahead, Dale. Yeah, let's get back to Katia because to remind everybody listening, she had asked, uh, you know, I, I do uh, have a good uh, experience at the open house, but usually I lose it afterwards, meaning I guess she means they ghost her. They don't answer whatever it may be. And then I said, I asked her, hey, what's your process when they're at the open house? She answered back. Usually I try to build some rapport and show the house how they found out about the house, uh, do they live in this area, are they planning to move, etc. when, what's the situation. So she does discovery with them. Here's the thing, you need to, with every single person that comes through that open house, have a conversation with them if possible. Ask them if you can show them additional houses that week. Book an appointment with them for that week. And if you can't get them to commit to seeing houses with you that week, have a logical next step as to when you're gonna talk, why you're gonna talk next, and what they will get out of it, okay? So get them to agree to that conversation when it will happen, right? Hey, can we talk Monday afternoon, Tuesday in the morning, Wednesday after your kids are done with soccer, whatever it is, right? 
and the method you're going to uh, the method that you'll use right phone video or whatever it is but get that agreement Katya that's going to help you that's going to help keep from them from ghosting you and a lot of people that come through open houses aren't exactly ready to pull the trigger right now usually so if any of your language sounds like Brian, I'm going to help you find the perfect home. Brian, I'm going to help you get into your next place. I'm going to be your agent that's going to get you through the process, right? And Brian's not ready to yet find that perfect house or hasn't even decided he's going to do that stuff. All that kind of language is going to scare Brian away and make him not answer your phone or text when you reach out to him. Absolutely. And I'll add this. This is something that almost no one does, but it's extremely effective. So two things. First of all, have a giveaway. And it doesn't have to be a big giveaway, but like a $25 gift card or I don't know, $25 gift card is, is perfect. Okay. Something really small, not spending a bunch of money on. And then you want to go onto Facebook and give and put and pull some name out of the hat. That's one thing. Second of all, do a video text to every single person when the open house is over. Hey, Dale, this is Brian Curtis, Curtis Realty Group. You can stop by my, my open house at 123 Main Street. Really appreciate you coming by. Just wanted to let you know that I'm going to follow up with everybody on Monday. Let them know the status of the house. If you have any questions between now and then, please give me a call. So why am I doing that? Did you say a video? Video text. Yeah, video text. Nice. And by the way, video text should never be more than 15 seconds long. Yep. So really simple, straightforward. And here's why. Because most people don't go to one open house. Right. They go to four, five, six, seven, ten open houses, and any you know, depending on how many are available in the area. Here's a very simple rule: be different. Here's a better rule: be different and better, but at a minimum, be different. So, yeah. if you're going to follow up with a video text, you are one of the seven people that they met today to follow up with a video text. Yeah. I got to come up with a reason to pick somebody. I'm going to at least pick the person who was different because I've got no other differentiating criteria as long as they like you. So it's super valuable. They remember you. You're a face. You're a human being. You're not a random text message. Hey, I'm going to get or a random phone number. Send right. them a video. Absolutely. Powerful. All right, everybody. Hopefully that was super helpful. You got some impromptu coaching uh, from Brian and Dale today. You're welcome. Please come again next week to Cash Call. Uh, you love how humble I am, Brian. Um, that was really humble. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see. I'm sorry. It was Mark Boylan. Mark Boylan, we'll get you that link. Um, actually, Megan posted the link in here. If anybody has calls they want played inside Cash Call, please upload them to that link. We will give feedback here uh, and help you in your businesses. All right, everybody. See you next week. Thanks, everybody.